0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
1: Joining us to talk rugby league and the upcoming rugby league world cup is uh, the man they call Costo, Jason Costigan. How are you, mate?
0: Ricardo, good evening to you. Great to be with you as we count down to the grand final, not just the World Cup.
1: Well, that's right, yeah. Got the grand final this weekend, uh, power versus Penrith, the Battle of the West. I understand you're, you're expecting a bit of water between now and then, and, and, and it might be a bit of a damp grand final.
0: Well, look, I live not too far from uh, the, the Sydney metropolitan area, and uh, there is a bit of rain about, so uh, could well be a heavy track. But really... Uh, You know, they're not talking about the weather. They're talking about breaking the drought, pardon the pun. So the rain falling in uh, from a metaphorical point of view. Because, of course, Parramatta, Ricardo, as you know, they haven't won the grand final since 1986. And I've got a lot of great friends in rugby league, including uh, right across the broadcast area uh, for your station and network. But uh, on this side of the Tasman, one of my mates, I spent some time with him. In fact, I stayed at his house last year when we had state border closures when you couldn't jump across borders from New South Wales to Queensland because of COVID. And I stayed a night or two with the legendary Ray Price. And, of course, Mr. Perpetual Motion was his nickname. I sent him a message today and wished him well for the week because he goes fossicking for uh, gemstones. In fact, uh, I think it's opals in the bush, in in the New South Wales bush. And I think he's back. I'm not sure if he's coming to the grand final but Peter Sterling's had a lot to say about it. In fact, today Ricardo and I'll just sum up by saying uh, this week it's it's not about north, it's not about south, it's not about east. It's all about the golden west with Parramatta playing Penrith and the Eels looking to bury that 36-year hoodoo.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, mate. I, there, there, there is a few uh, a few little uh, telltale signs that suggest that maybe it is the Eels' time. One of those. Uh, that I've mentioned a couple of times on the station, and I'm sure you've heard this as well, Costo, is that back in 1986, the number one movie was uh, Top Gun and 2022. It's Top Gun again, so it's written in the stars, obviously.
0: Well, I think so. Maybe the planets are lining up. Uh, You know, I know that NASA crashed something into an asteroid in the last 24 hours ago, so uh, uh, we're keeping the theme there going in more ways than one. But Ray Price, of course, was the man I was referring to, and I'm sure... You know, he was part of that golden age for Parramatta, along with uh, the Crow, Mick Cronin, Brett Kenny. of course. I had the pleasure of interviewing him many years ago on Sky Sport. Uh, luminaries of the game, Peter Sterling, of course. They had a galaxy of stars, Parramatta, in those days. And, and when they first won the Premiership back in 1981, uh, those famous words from Jack Gibson, the now late Jack Gibson, ding dong, the witch is dead. That was a reference to the fact that Parramatta, well... They couldn't beat an egg for many years. I think they won six wooden spoons in a row at one point after coming into the competition. Everyone seems to forget that sort of stuff. It's up to trivia buffs like me to bring it up uh, at a time like this. But Parramatta, when they made their first grand final, Ricardo, they actually had a big street parade in Parramatta. And, uh, you know, it's been the source of embarrassment over the years where people say, Parramatta, don't go early, don't go early. And even the ghosts of 2001, when you look back to Newcastle with... uh, Billy Peden and Andrew Johns and so forth uh, when they upstaged Parramatta. Brian Smith, the coach, they were the minor premiers. Nathan Highmarsh, of course, among their star players. And Parramatta didn't win that day either. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there wondering, could this be the year? Penrith, of course, with such a great team. They've been so consistent, haven't they, in recent times. And that Samoan connection, eight players in the Samoan World Cup squad on display in the grand final on Sunday night that's the most of any team I believe that's a great achievement for Samoa and a great achievement for the two clubs obviously and the players
1: yeah it's massive it's absolutely massive and certainly uh, you know a team that you know many aren't talking about in fact I was talking to uh, John Davidson up in the UK uh, just the other day about the, the Rugby League World Cup and and England and uh, their chances, and you know, sort of uh, the, Samoa tends to get forgotten forget- in that conversation. All the focus seems to be on Tonga, and I think England think uh, they're they're a semi final shot on that side with, because oh. they keep forgetting Samoa. But I think there's every chance that England don't make
0: it that far. Ricardo, with with due respects to John, and I, I read a lot of his commentary uh, coming out of the UK. You know, I, I call rugby league in the UK. Uh, I, I, I've been teasing them on my Twitter feed at Costo Jason in the last 24 hours. They they are in for a rude shock. They've got a big they've got mountains to climb and, and there's a big mountain first up at St James's Park with Samoa coming and that that blue army you know that's a very powerful squad that's been announced. Uh, David Nofaluma, uh, among the notable omissions. Of course he scored four tries. I saw it myself with my own very my very own eyes. Uh, albeit against Cook Islands in the mid-season Test match at Campbelltown. It's a very powerful lineup that Matt Parrish has assembled and uh, there were some delays today with the naming of the team but it eventually came through and it didn't disappoint and uh, look England I think they've been fiddling with the rules over there I don't think John was keen to talk to you about too much about Morgan Knowles and some of the shenanigans going on with Bateman and these games these Mickey Mouse games these warm-up games that have been I won't say invented but getting players to serve suspensions there. Go and ask Jason Tamalolo if he thinks it's a fair thing. I think we're opening up a a can of worms here. We could talk about that till the cows come home because it will get people fired up with uh, special things happening for special people.
1: Yeah, it will indeed, mate. It will indeed. But I mean, on on the on the grand final, I was looking back uh, a couple of years ago. The Roosters eighteen nineteen went back to back, but they were the first team to do it. The only team to have done it in the last twenty four years. You have to go back to the late nineties and the Broncos. Why is it so hard to go back to back?
0: Because and it's difficult. You know, I mean, I And I, I say to people, I don't follow the Super Rugby. Uh, obviously, like I follow the the NRL, and I don't follow Premier League uh, soccer, as I call it uh like you and and many other people your listeners of course i have great respect for different competitions around the world no matter the code but one of the great things ricardo about the nrl and i'll talk about it till the cows come home is that we even though we don't have a draft an internal or external draft and it was tried years ago but we do have great talent equalization mechanisms in the game and the regulatory framework and by that that sounds a bit of political gobbledygook and i do apologize to your listeners who think hang on what did he say well, we've got the salary cap and we've got the salary cap auditors and go and ask the clubs whether they think it's a Mickey Mouse salary cap. I'm not saying it's Mickey Mouse in England, but if you say so, I won't disagree. What goes on in England is ridiculous. It's absurd. And that's why, look, without taking any credit away from Christian Wolf and Helens, they've got clubs there, a handful of clubs, that are knocking on the door every year to win the Super League. So winning four in a row, when you compare it to the NRL, it's relatively easy. Coming to the NRL to win back-to-back is so, so difficult in the game that we have today. And I've noticed the comments, and you would have seen this, Ricardo, that the Penrith chief executive basically said and acknowledged, he conceded that every year we are resigned to losing a couple of players because of salary cap issues and they've got to go to another club. They are a production line for playing talent in no uncertain terms. You have a look at their dominance in the Jersey flag and the other competitions under the New South Wales Rugby League. They've got more stars coming through a very, very big pipeline, a reservoir of talent that is the envy of so many clubs in the competition, and uh, they can't keep them. And so because of the salary cap and because of the talent equalisation mechanisms in our game, that's why we have unpredictability and that's why we have so many different premiership winners in the NRL when you compare it to the Super League, which I called many moons ago in the early days of Super League when we had teams like Sheffield and Paris and Bradford and London. They're not there anymore. We not only don't have uh, any unpredictability, we actually have clubs going at the back door and that's another issue altogether about how the NRL has grown into this multi-billion dollar business and our brothers in the UK continue to struggle.
1: Mm, yeah, they do, and I, I wonder whether or not we're going to get more of a flow of English players down to the NRL because because of that exact reason. And they seem to be uh, better suited now than they were maybe a few years ago. They're seeming to integrate a little better uh, down here than they used to be. Oh, Jason, can you go past though picking Penrith this weekend?
0: Well, I think Greg Alexander made some interesting comments today uh, on uh, on our sister network with the uh, SEN in Sydney, and uh, just to paraphrase what he said, uh, you know, Parramatta have given them curry this year. So, you know, they are nervous about Parramatta, and uh, whilst the Parramatta are outsiders in a a two-horse race, there is enormous sentimental support for Parramatta. So, you know, you've got the NRLW Grand Final, obviously, with Newcastle doing well, Uh, you know what I mean? I know Newcastle's dirty, but they lost the Grand Final to Parramatta 21 years ago. But I don't think they're going to hold a grudge that long. They probably would like to see maybe Penrith lose the grand final. You know, that that, that underdog thing is not to be discounted. It's not to be dismissed. And I think a lot of people will be cheering for Parramatta. There is a media frenzy, for goodness sake, in the Golden West this week. And it's, what, only Tuesday. So everything, it's all about Parramatta. Parramatta, Parramatta. What's the matter, Parramatta? And so for Penrith, Ricardo, they're flying under the radar at the moment and so for the key players there the key protagonists the likes of Yo and Cleary obviously and Luai, uh you know they've got a, an awesome team well prepared well coached you know I've I've known Ivan for a long time since I had the pleasure of calling him when he came across the Tasman 21 years ago with my great mate Kevin Campion and we've remained good friends and he's pleased to see me back in rugby league I'm pleased to see him doing well in rugby league and so You know, they've got a terrific operation there. Uh, Webster's coming to the Warriors, uh, you know, and and Soreldo's obviously going on to greener pastures with Canterbury. So they're churning out players, they're churning out coaches, and they're winning premierships, and I think they'll go damn close. But nothing would surprise on Sunday night in a two-horse race, uh, especially with so much sentiment out there for Parramatta.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's going to be a great final. Looking forward to it, Costo. Thanks very much for coming
0: on, mate. Before before we go, before we go, just a quick shout-out to the Parramatta fans. You know, what I mean? Uh, I'm mean, i pumping you up, there's a big show on Sunday night but I've got to say, if you look at the statistics they were so lucky to beat my beloved Cowboys last week but that's Rugby League and I'm sure Mitch Moses and co will take their chances with open arms and if they can get the, get the prize on Sunday uh, you won't hear the end of it.
1: You will not, you will not, Costo. Good stuff mate, go well, enjoy that grand final we'll catch up with you again soon, eh? Good on your wrecking ball, thanks Ricardo. Cheers mate, there we go, Jason Cost again with us.